Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Efficiency Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This podcast is dedicated to all the women out there who are aspiring to have a career while raising a family. And bitch? Well, that's more than a name and even an attitude. (laughs) We use it as an acronym. It's for bank, inbox, time, connection, and harmony. Each episode is labeled according to the correct topic so that you can efficiently find the topic that you're looking for. I'm here to tell you, you can have your cake and eat it too. The trick is finding efficient ways to get through the have-tos so that you can make room for your best life. I can show you how. Let's get started. Hey, Matt. Welcome back to the show. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me back on. I've missed uh, connecting with you for a little bit. I know. I'm so good to see you. So Matt was one of my very, very first guests, if not like the first guest. I can't remember. And a huge part of the inspiration of me starting a podcast. So Matt and I have known each other since we were children. Since we were like 14 and 15, 16 years old and have stayed connected all of these years. And I'm so grateful for that. And then Matt had me on his show and it was like, okay, I got to do this. Fun. Here I am two years later, still rocking. So thank you for that. But I'd love if you took a moment and introduced yourself and tell the audience where you come from, who you are, how you do life. Oof. With like the two-second version or a two-hour version? We got Uh, 30 minutes, Matt. All right, all right, all right. So we'll keep it it simple. So I'm basically, like, I'd like to say I'm a digital entrepreneur, but I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And the reason why I say digital is because I just, I stayed internet-based 20 plus years at this point. And I, for a long time, also consulted with big brands on navigating their physical world business into a digital one, knowing that was the evolution of where we were heading. And it was, that was an interesting journey. (laughs) And then I also ended up building all of like my own brands online just to have conversations around entrepreneurship and mental health and life and love and relationships and all these things, because really we're moving to this, what I call a digital economy, a creator economy. The future of work is changing. And so when I'm not doing things digital like that, I'm also, for me personally, I'm a writer and that's taken me a very long time to actually call myself a writer, even though I've been a writer my whole life, but identity issues, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I've been a digital marketer and strategist in, in these fields like forever. And now I, as a, I'm on my second podcast, so you mentioned that as well too. My first was The House is Sold Separately and it's still cranking out. And I there I speak with guests from around the world talking about what are they realizing about themselves in the building of something they're passionate about. And some of them have been CEOs of major companies to startup founders and artists and producers and tech and pick of an industry. It's been covered. And my latest podcast is called The Niche Is You. And I wanted to have more personal 10 to 12 minute conversations in the morning with my audience talking about all the things they don't teach you in school, (laughs) basically, and not conforming to what's been told by society to follow a specific path because it, you'll never get you'll never get the most out of it compared to following your own and that's okay. sometimes for some people a very scary thing if they've never really been given the space to do so i created that space and yes i do technically have a digital agency as well that's around like systems creating systems and automations for scaling people's customer base online and whatnot so that's the short version and then would you say where i come from is that what you want yeah, to know i know where you come from <laughs> My I, was born on, I was born on a spring day in April <laughs> <laughs> 1979. 
No, very fortunate. Yes, I was your neighbor. So everybody was, I was Melissa's neighbor, literally like just down the street, a couple of streets yeah. over growing up. My parents moved us from Jersey and New York to Tucson, Arizona when I was like 12. And I, I'm very fortunate. I had a very, I had a cool set of parents that what made them cool was their character. And so there was a lot of character building in the home. And I realized that in this day and age, I'm very lucky for that. And it wasn't a freebie. It wasn't, wasn't like a free ride in any way, shape or form. It was very much like a very hardworking, ethical driven father, integrity driven father and a very spiritual, holistic, natural healing mother. You put those two together. <laughs> and so, so I got, so that's why I think people are like, you got this whole business meets spirituality vibe. And I'm like, that's what I was raised. I was yeah. Like, Let's tap in and, and let me understand what's happening. While also being like, no, we're going to solve this and we're going to, we're going to make it happen. Let's go. Yeah. And so I think really the only thing is I recognize very early on that I'm very different in a healthy way and meaning that everybody in our family is for the most part an entrepreneur or has tried to figure out their own path. And my father was very big on that. He's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do or what you should box yourself into. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. And I've been doing it ever since. And the internet was just, I loved the idea of the internet. I went to school for international business and the guidance counselors in the year 1999 were like, what do you want to do with it? I was like, the internet. And they're like, we don't know how to help you. And I'm like, which part? And they were like, what do you mean, which part? And I'm like, it's international business. They're like, yeah, how does the internet play a part in that? I'm like, what? I was like, you have one country online and then you have another country online and you can communicate much faster. And then I was like, and let's say that oh, again. Shit, it was 1999. This is not that long ago, right? Take it for granted. It's been around forever. And I got my first email address my first year of college. So it yeah. really has not been around that long at all. Right. And you have so, always been into it. I could vouch for that. <laughs> 100%. And so it's funny too, because like I realized at that point, like I'm in trouble because they can't, nobody can help. Like I'm going to have to, this is something I'm going to have to keep evolving with. And that means that you're going to be first with a lot of this stuff. And yeah, that's not always going to be understood by people. And so it was really great training for being okay to not be understood by people, but to be working on something that you believe in. And I think it's been cultivating it since. Yeah, that's awesome. You've always been a doer as long as I've known you. And like you put you set a goal. That's going to get it done. I like every time we've definitely been kindred spirits that way for a long time. And and I definitely respect that energy in you. So let's talk about some of the work that you've been doing over the last many months. I don't know, maybe 18 months or so. I know you've been really systemizing your market, like how you go to your clients, your personal life. I'd love to center <laughs> on, we're going to talk about time in this episode and time management yes. system. How, tell me about the guts of that. Yeah, it was 2019 and my father was was in the hospital and I sensed he was, he was, it was routine procedure, but I sensed his soul was tired. And I started really reflecting a lot. It was before I came, became 40, I was 39 and, and I had a sense he might pass and he did, but it was, it made me rethink my whole approach. I was turning 40 and yes, being a doer is great. Burning out is not. Yeah. And being a doer just to be a doer. Why? And so I started asking myself a lot of questions about but where is this going? We know, I can feel where it's going, but what's my responsibility in growing graces, gracefully through the process and understanding the process at new levels? Okay. Because how I was doing things was a recipe for burnout and my health had to become first and it did. And so it's very hard sometimes to let go of 
habits, as you and I were talking about before the show, you don't even realize how addicted we are to busyness, to the wrong foods, to not spending our time wisely. We can look productive. We can even be paid like we're productive. We could even look like we're healthy. But internally, our nervous system can be wrecked. Our, our time is all over the place. We never seem mm-hmm. to have enough of it. And we're always feeling some sort of a doer. Like you said, so I think entrepreneurs, they can be almost anxious in a way, right? I didn't like that anymore. It wasn't going to work for me. And I knew, I said, okay, from 40 to 45, I want to build systems that are around the things that I want to inevitably expand on and have work for me. And then from 45 to 50, that'll be me constantly optimizing, basically. And so I made a very, that's like, a, I know people are always like, where will we be in five years, 10 years? I'm like, I'll tell you in five or 10 years. But like, I know internally at the soul level, I know exactly what's coming. And I had this argument, the other, not it wasn't an argument, but someone said, how do, and I said this in my Substack, like, how do you know what's coming? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it. And they go, yeah, but how do you know what's coming? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it. And they go, how do you know what's coming? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it. We're having two different conversations. You get what yeah. I'm saying? I was like, oh, who's yeah. on, on first conversation? It was like, they could understand how I would know. And I kept trying to explain, because like when you move, in, when you already tapped in and you can feel it, and when you're doing, like when you're working in it, process oriented, you know the outcome. You're moving the energy of it and you're creating for it and you're preparing for it. So once it comes in, it's like, well, I was already ready for it. So Just I knew I wanted say to that plan. concept of like vision board, the concept of gosh, what's it called, Matt? Mood boards, vision boards. And there's a concept around it that I'm losing, but the vision board is a great example of this. Law you of put things, law of attraction. That is it. Thank you so much. Right, right. You put something in front of you, you know where you're going. You are going to move yourself there. And I think what I heard you say is, you know it on a spiritual level, your vision board's in your heart, your vision board's in your mind, you know where you're going. And that's how you're preparing for it because you already have the vision of where what's happening next. Yeah, I actually got goosebumps when you said that truth. It's very vital. It's a difference between tapping into your soul versus a mood board of Ferraris and homes. Because what's starting to happen sometimes when you do that is you're taught, like, there's nothing, there's no, things are beautiful. Material things are fine. You just, they say, I think it was like in the Torah, they can't own you, you can own them. It should be a byproduct of what you're giving to the world. So the problem a lot of times is that people put things up and they're like, it's what I want. And it's like, why? And if you ask most people, if you, I love whying people down. Like, why do you want it? Like, oh, because then I'll have this and I'll have that. I was like, okay, but why does that matter? Because then I'll have more money. Like, why does that matter? Because uh, then I'll have more time. I'm like, why does that matter? And they go, because then I'll have more freedom. I'm like, bingo. Uh-huh. I was like, freedom is free. Yeah. You have to start feeling it now. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And when people go, well, like, how, I won't feel it until I have all those things. I'm like, then you'll never feel it because you'll always okay. be working for those things. Okay. So you have to actually reverse engineer and be like, how am I actually spending my time now? And in conjunction with what do I know in my soul that like, that's, you have to spend some time there. And I think it's like, what do I know that I can feel and I'm flexible with? I can feel it. I can feel like what some of these responsibilities are. And I connect with myself and I connect with God a lot. And I think that's a, and I try to have that conversation openly with a lot of people to make 
God not seem so separate. And so like this religion or that religion or all these things, it's like, you can feel it. The more that you have these conversations with yourself, like answers are like this, whether or not you want to answer them and do what you hear and trust, that's a different story. And then we see this all the time, instant gratification, people go in the other direction. They're like, oh, it's not really want to hear, but instead I'm going to date this person or instead I'm going to take this job or instead I'm going to take this deal. But you're like, but I, you just heard, you don't have to, don't worry. Oh, that's faith. Yeah. Trust it. Moving. You're spot on yes. with that too, because I see people all the time who know their own answer and go the other direction. And right. then they wonder all why it. there's all these obstacles in the road. It's like, you right. live it the right way and you do it. <laughs> yeah. And could you imagine, and the irony too, could you imagine just letting go for a minute and being like, you got the answer, just moving it. And it won't be as difficult. Oh, no, no. And I, by the way, I get it. We're all guilty of this because there's a control issue. For me, I don't want to control the world, but I do have control issues with myself. It's, oh, you want to, all that extra hard work that I used to be so addicted to. Um, and that was another reason why I wanted to start more on systems. It was like, how am I working smarter? Let me actually, they say, enjoy the process. Yeah. What does that really mean? I was curious. I was like, what does that mean? I want to really understand what it means to be in the process, molding and shaping it. And from an intentional place of, oh, that's going to require you to actually think about the bigger vision of your life. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting thing because now you're thinking about systems in your business. You think about systems with how you handle your day. You start to think about your schedule. You helped tremendously on my podcast. That was another pivotal moment when you talked about time chunking and it changed. Mm-hmm. It brought me to that next level. I was having a glass ceiling moment and it was like, that was what I needed. And I got what you were saying. And now I really get what you're saying. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and so I started thinking so much about my schedule. That relationship with time changed everything because when you look at your calendar, not as something like, and I get it, we're going to look at it as a stress thing at first, but the reason most people look at their calendar as stress is because you've been there. You're just now starting to deal with all the things and look at how much you're doing. And yes, that's stressful because you're like, oh, wait a minute, I've been doing all things I I don't want to be doing like, it's okay to say that loud. Yeah. You don't want to be doing them. It's okay. Going to this engagement, going to that engagement, doing this thing, this recital, that all these things. So I started really thinking about my calendar and I started looking, I, and I would, I would just put everything on it from 5am till the evening, meals, meditation, workouts in training when I cook. And you taught me about time chunking and sprints. And so I do three sprints a day and they're epic. I love it. Like I love my sprints. And sprint one is like from 530 to 730. Sprint okay. two is like eight to 10. And sprint three is like 1030 to 1230. Dump for the day if I want to be. I can do the afternoons of like freedom. And it's deep work during those three time blocks. And to your point that you brought up to me was like, you know what area of something in your business life you're working on during that two hour time block. And I've taken it further. I don't know what you're the expert in this, but I took it further for me, which was these are the things I'm working on that are high priority. Mm -hmm. These are now the tasks that it takes to get those things done. And I load those tasks up on Sunday for the whole week ahead of time. So I want to sit down and not never, not I've never in my whole life been that way. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is freedom. Holy. Yeah. I was like, this is freedom. I love this that you're freedom. doing that for yourself too, because it's so easy to sit down and get distracted by the text message alerts coming in or your watch Everything. going off or the pinging, right? Like the shiny objects of the world are all of us. 
So the focus and the clarity of being able to say, this is what I'm doing right now. And yeah. our technology gets better. I love that, at least on the Apple iPhone, I don't know if this works on Androids, you can set up time blocks on your phone where it won't ping you because you're like, I'm in the focus zone or I'm sleeping mm-hmm. zone. So it won't bother you because mm-hmm. those distractions, it's so hard to get back in once you step out and it's so easy to get out. So easy. I love that you're doing that. That's awesome. So you're doing it at work and you're doing it in your personal life. Is that right? Yeah. So what I do with like, from a personal life standpoint, I didn't understand discipline the way I do now. I had no problem with a work ethic, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand that discipline is something different and that it's like intentional and consistent. And yes, sometimes it's mundane, but if you like, but if you're doing mundane things for things that you were really interested in, now you're creating a life and aren't those outcomes a little bit more predictable? Now there's a mixed bag of obviously the flexibility of that, which I don't know yet. So I'm following my soul, but at the same time, the the how people always want to know the how I'm like, the how is you (laughs) just move and the variables will present themselves and you move. But I started, yeah, I started thinking about it's so like, I know the days I train. So I know what time travel might be from to and from the place. So funny talking about this stuff. And it's funny, I've talked about this on a couple of podcasts now. I'm like, this is not the guy I grew up with, me. I'm like, this is the weird, it's just weird when I think about how I've become that. And I'm still very early. I feel like a baby in it because I'm constantly optimizing the schedule. But, and I think about when I have meals and just so that way I'm consistent because it's good for my body mm-hmm. and my brain health. And I think about when I get I to sleep. I have to remind I want, myself you know, to eat. I have to set large because yeah. I'll forget. Entrepreneurs do. All entrepreneurs <laughs> I really do. do. All entrepreneurs I, do. Yeah. I, I my to... alerts pop up and they come on the computer. It's like lunch, breakfast. I have, a, I have an alarm set so that I won't ignore it because I will forget to eat. I get so... Yeah. And that's how I know when I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm so into what I'm doing that I'll forget mm. to eat. Or yeah. getting up to go pee is a pain in the ass because I'm excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's the other thing. So deep work is also addicting because what's happening is it, this, it's the same reason that Kobe Bryant would go work out at 3 a.m. and be working out at 9 p.m. Like it, because you're so in it that you're actually enjoying being in your zone that and everything is already blocked out to get into deep work. And I don't know if that's theta or alpha or whatever, but it's like you're in a whole other. And for anybody listening, here's how you know you're in it. Has, have you ever done something and then somebody like all of a sudden comes up and disrupts you, not disrupts you or calls you or, or you get up for dinner or you go do something else and you almost can't answer somebody? Like you're almost out of words. You're like, wait, what? What are you saying? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because what's happening is your brain is still actually in the lane or your zone of genius where you were. So it's hard. It's addicting. But that's the other side of it. I got addicted then to the process and the systems because I uh-huh. knew that, oh, now I'm optimizing work. That's addicting. And I wanted sometimes because if you optimize your performance can go even further. And so that balance of no, no remember, put the toy down, get up and go. And so. I'm constantly holding myself responsible to a life as well. And that's sometimes I know some people are like, what? I'm like, for those that maybe like your typical nine to five where everything's just kind of like, here's your structure, here's your paychecks and here's when you have your days off and all this other stuff. 
but I don't have that. And so just reminding myself to do other things. So yeah, I schedule it all. And then the only reason why I schedule it for anybody that's overdoing it, what will happen is after a few months, you won't really need to schedule. It'll be just on there, but you've just now implemented a new habit and it's just your lifestyle. You don't even realize yeah. it. Though. Habits are so important. And we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. It's where our brain wants to be. It wants to know what's coming next. It wants to understand what the cue is, what the reward is, what the routine is, what the reward is. I was working out every single day at 6 a.m. And then I got hurt. I have neck issues. And so I had to take several months off of lifting so that I would cover. Well, without that scheduled class, I could work out at home whenever I felt like it. And so my morning routine was off. So recently I started back at a different gym. I'm doing bar now, which I'm loving, but the class is at 5.30. And so this week, Sunday to today's Wednesday, I've had to get up to gym and it's painful to start that new habit. But I remember how good it felt when I had it before. And yeah. today was day four and I was, it's like starting to get better. I know tomorrow's going to yeah. get better. And pretty soon I won't need an alarm because my body will just do it naturally. I just, I think our brains are so cool that way. The brains are amazing. The body is amazing. Increasing the relationship with my body over the last three years. It's crazy to think I'm now in the teens on my body fat. I'm like, this is insane. Just, and now some people might be listening that have like already been that way, but just, you don't realize that like, it's just interesting to watch like the body sort of take shape and how it affects your brain and your creativity and all these things. But it's funny what you're talking about when you, Stop something and then you start. Momentum is a very interesting thing. And to sustain momentum, I want to, I try to approach everything more from a lifestyle. And what was happening for me, maybe this might be helpful for others, is that when I was focusing too much on what's my 90 day goals, there's a time and place for it. I think once you're in the marathon, but if you're talking about starting, I think that can be intimidating to a lot of people. And I remember when I started working out, with, I have two trainers for two different modes of operation. So I do about four days a week. And one's also a nutritionist. And enough, when I first started with trainer A, I was asked like, oh, what are your 90 day goals? And I was like, what? No, I like just let it run. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, like this is for life. So I don't want to have to think. I just want to show up. And so you tell me what to do and I will just listen. And for anybody listening, don't fight it. If somebody is really good at what they do, just listen and do it. That's how you get to reduce yeah. friction and resistance and all this other stuff. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. At first, your body's going to feel it and it's going to be hurt, but that's also because it's been dormant. And so I did that. I was like, yeah, just let it run. And then I started doing very heavier muscle bulking and building with my second trainer about a year and a half ago now, who actually we both know, Josh Neely. And <laughs> yeah, he's actually one of the best trainers. Like, I, when it comes to discipline and form and teaching a lot about the body and why certain things are done. And, and, and so that too has been like, I show up on 6 a.m. on certain mornings and it's, here's what we're doing. And he's, so it's, I like having that in place. And it's been so having, having mechanisms that we can put into place that will sustain for a longer time. And I, the same thing started happening with food at first. Yeah. It's a pain to do all the cooking, do all the things. But then after a while, your gut starts getting better. And it's, that's interesting because now if I eat foods that are not 
that I used to eat, like that we all eat, that we're all notorious for eating. It's funny. Okay. I could actually taste like the chemicals. It actually tastes like how bad. I was like, why did I think this was good before? It's because we were doing it for so long. Okay. And it's funny that once the body starts getting cleaner you'll, and your body will definitely let you know, it'll just, it goes right out. And you're yeah. like, wow, this is incredible. You just, you realize that if you can play more for long game, and not put the pressure of the short-term goals. But once you're in the marathon and, you know, you've been running for a good eight, 10, 12 months. Now you can start to say, you know what? The next step that I'd like to get to is this with my body or this with my finances or this with my schedule. I think it takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, I totally agree. I see that for a lot with money. That was people. They'll come to me and be like, I need to get all this set up for my business. And I'm like, you need to get here books clean perfect yeah. we got to have step one done and then and that's a, and that's a constant maintenance thing, right that's not yeah. just like a one moment in time and then to your point then we'll look at how to up level your business once we yeah. put other things in place matt this is always so much fun i think i get to talk to you again in a couple of days on your show which will be wonderful uh we'll put the show notes in on your podcast would you mm-hmm. also share with the audience where else Yes, on Instagram at Matt Gottesman, G-O-E-S-M-A-N. The podcast on Apple and Spotify is called Niche is You, Niche. Some people like to say niche, some people like to say niche. I write a weekly letter. We got about 2,100 subscribers there. I would love to have you guys there. MattGottesman.substack.com or you can just look up permissionless on Substack and or MattGottesman.com. Those are all the places. Yeah. I love it. You do it all. You do it all well. And you do it all with a lot of efficiency, which I certainly appreciate. (laughs) I learned from the best people like you. (laughs) So thank you. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new around here, please be sure to leave us a review on any podcast platform you're listening to. And you can always reach out to me to let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about, or maybe telling me someone you think would be great for the show. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at EfficiencyBee. Until next time, see ya.